So I called him the angry lunch lady of the SEC, but you have another metaphor for Will Muschamp, correct, Ryan? Uh, I do. It's a little more extended, if you guys will allow it. Well, let's see. Last podcast was about 50 minutes, so... You've got time. If it's shorter than that, go ahead. Yeah, this is is definitely under 37, so... Okay. All right, so I'm going to lay it out piece by piece. So I live in Brooklyn, and naturally that means that I live near thrift stores. Um, I, I give some items to one of these thrift stores that is one of those setups where you give them household items, clothes, whatever. They sell those items, and they give the proceeds to charity. Am I a hero? That's for other people to decide. But I also go into this thrift store from time to time. Just to look around to see, you know, if there's a gift I want to get for somebody that I don't actually like all that well. And it only just hit me recently that I have never gone to this establishment and seen anything that I have donated for sale. And what hit me then was that all of the stuff that I had given them, which, you know, I didn't want anymore, but it wasn't trash. I thought it was perfectly acceptable. I thought it was something other people might want is total garbage. And that's how I feel about Will Muschamp at this point. He's my thrift store coach that the thrift store didn't want. Now, do you think that maybe your goods are being burned for fuel? Maybe they're still contributing, which that's also kind of Florida offense. It's possible, but I give them a lot of styrofoam goods. So I hope that's not what's happening. So, so that's dangerous to breathe, also like Florida football? <laughs> well, well, dangerous to breathe in the sense that your brain needing oxygen would bond to the hydrofluorocarbons inside the styrofoam. That would be bad for a normal human being. But like an alligator, appropriately enough, I don't know if damaging the brain stem of Will Muschamp really does all that much damage to the creature as a whole. His blood is pure methane. <laughs> like, you know... Not all animals have as much loyalty to their frontal lobes as we do. Interestingly enough, to kill Will Muschamp, you have to sever his fists, not his head. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, hours to die. He, he won't bleed out. He'll just he'll just get so angry that he can't punch you. He'll just leave. What you're describing is some sort of country hydra, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of some sort of horrendous, yes, weird he- tubby country hydra he will regenerate adversity <laughs> he will <laughs> that that and the unique cry of the will Muschamp alone in the wilderness which having no control over the volume of his voice can either be a a slight whisper or an outright scream but never anything in between and, and not just the the volume of his voice but the the pace of his voice it's going to be a, a really frantic scream and, you know it, it's it's not just going to be a one syllable. There's going to be a lot of syllables coming at you. Mommy, I saw a giant woodchuck beating a whiteboard with weird runes and symbols on it. No, no, that's that's just Will Muschamp. He lives in the woods, and he draws up eagle formations. Eagle, over! Behind the apartments on Archer Road. Oh, God, this is so depressing. <laughs> so Will, depressing. Will Muschamp is kind of my idea of what, like, Big Ten baseball must be like. Like, like watching Mark D'Antonio sit at a Michigan State baseball game, that's Will Muschamp, I think. I he's like every overwhelmed 
and an exasperated county employee I've ever seen. You know, like trying the ones who try really hard and haven't just given up on the notion of society entirely. Like those, like angry bus driver, angry pretty much anyone who comes in contact with the public school system. That's Will Muschamp, right? Like, why are you bending the forks? Don't what? bend don't bend the forks and put them in the dishwasher. Will Muschamp is that relative you have who gets very angry when you suggest that you can't buy everything at Sam's Club. <laughs> like that maybe maybe you should get your daughter a graduation gift not at Sam's Club. <laughs> Why would well, you do that? wedding dresses and coffins at Sam's Club? Damn stores, fifty fifty thousand feet tall. Of course they got everything. You stupid. I got one store. That's it. If I can't get it there, I ain't getting it anywhere else. I need nephew, to speak to Sam. My nephew had his bris at Sam's Club. Yeah, that's that Will Will Muschamp is the Ein Einvoke, Einfuer, Ein Mega Package Store. That that's his approach to life. One thing. Why can't we win games ten three? Because the score's not ten three. The score is ten three. Like I'm convinced that the math just auto corrects in his head. We either had ten or we had three. That's it. The score is actually thirty eight to thirteen, coach. Ten three. Boil it down for me. Like it's some sort of basic code. It's very binary in his mind. It's either oh, ten or three. <laughs> It's not even fun. Like, I know I wrote that, but it, I, I didn't say it like I want to say it with the correct inflection, which is that, like, you, you said this with the Falcons a couple of weeks ago, Jason, that you're like, oh, shit, I got to watch a Falcon. Yeah, yeah, I, I sympathize. The The Mike Smith era has um, devolved into the Will Muschamp era, so I'm right there with you. But, but, Spencer, what is the most fun Will Muschamp Florida game that, that there that there's been that you've watched? See, this is this is where you actually go back and realize that no, none of them, absolutely none of them have been fun. They're so constipated. Because uh, uh, Florida FSU last year was a blast. Well, even then, it was until the fourth quarter. Remember, the roof just kind of fell in on FSU. Right? There were huge momentum swings. Yeah, big momentum swings. And always the feeling that... We were lucking out. That's the thing about, like, and not in that positive sense of, like, man, I'm a Western Kentucky fan, and boy, we're punching above our weight, right? Like, I I, I miss this. I really would envy the position of, like, like Baylor, it's got to be so fun right now. And I don't mean just because of the offense. Obviously, that helps. But I mean the sense of somebody on the way up who can who can really appreciate and savor every delightful moment of beheading the opponent. As opposed to expecting it, because we were used to the clean beheading, and with Muschamp, it's like a beheading done with a uh, with a uh, a rusty lawnmower blade, you know, because that's what I got. I cut my grass with it. I cut anything with it. Go to Sam's Club, get a new one, a new yard, new yard, and a new uh, person to decapitate. Because just just killed my neighbor. Gonna need a new one. Pretty sure they got those at Sam's Club. He was a good man. He's out for the rest of the month with a, with a, a missing head. We're, we're going to miss his contributions in the neighborhood. He is. He did so. I'm just sick for these kids who, we, who don't get to watch a proper decapitation. We think he's going to be ready for spring. Yeah. I, I, truly, I truly believe that. We're holding him out of the Arkansas game, seeing as he doesn't have a, a brain. It's a tweet. He's going to be fine. You know how many times Will Muschamp has had to say that poor thing? 
<laughs> like he's had to get up there and go, he's going to be fine. Yeah, coach, we, we saw him. He was, he was attacked by a, by a very large warthog. I mean, like not a razorback. What, that would be cement. What you're coach, he's, he's being, being wheeled around campus in an iron lung, coach. This is just more of the binary Will Muschamp. He only understands dead or alive. He's going to be fine. That's it. He's going to be fine. That's it. We don't give out injury news, but I'll tell you that uh, he's got AIDS. But he's going to be fine. He's going to be. He's got cancer. But his, uh, his legs have no skin. Like, I can just like that's oh, it. But we, we think we think we're going to get him some touches. Like Will Muschamp and Brian's song. It'd be such a different, <laughs> such a different movie. Because I'm pretty sure it'd be like he's got cancer. He's going to be good to go. You good to go? Okay, get in there. Go ahead. End of the movie, all of a sudden, like, he dies, and, like, that binary thing switches in. He's like, hey, buddy, that's good. You're going to be good to go this Saturday. He's dead? No! He's doubtful. He's doubtful. He's quite doubtful. Now, what I'm most looking forward to now is uh, Will's song. Just listening to – what kind of music does Will Muschamp listen to? Is it, like, Henry Rollins? Jingles. No, 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 it's Nickelback. We've had this Oh, yeah, we did learn that. That's right. But yeah. but he didn't know what Nickelback was. <laughs> does that, like, does that tell you? Like, I have a couple of Will Muschamp stories. One being that that he did actually tape a like he taped a. This is what Chris Hatcher, the former coach at Georgia uh, Southern mm-hmm. and now in a, I believe head coach at Murray State now. Murray State. Yeah, told me that that Will Muschamp had at one point taped a broken headset to his head. Now consider this. I said I asked really specifically. Now, when you say tape to the head, do you mean, you know, okay, what would you do? You would do this. You would try to make kind of a bandolier, right, a headband out of it, right, and make sure that it was double-sided on the non-sticky side, right, so that you didn't actually tape your hair, right, to your head. Right. Sure. Yeah, that's not what Will Muschamp did. Mm. Will Muschamp literally did the patriotic Revolutionary War drummer thing. With duct tape, right? Just around his head. Meaning the next day, it had to look like a wild animal had just gnawed chunks out of his hair. Okay? In order to just, here, just get my headset on. That's that's what he did. Well, that was down in Valdosta, wasn't it? So, I mean, everybody there kind of has a little a little racetrack around their head. That's what they call it down there. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a reverse tonsure of sorts. Indicates that you're in the monastic order of dip. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a, it's like a it's like a jet stream makes you run faster. It's a hairstyle that signals separate but equal. <laughs> your top hair and your bottom hair. Like that's the thing. Like like I I could never believe like and there's no evidence for this, but just as a hypothetical, I would never believe anyone who said, "Man, Will Muschamp is racist or homophobic." Because those don't have anything to do with football. No. He did he didn't know what Nickelback was. It was just on his iPad, like the most toxic band on the planet. He had no clue who they were because has Nickelback ever helped him stop a spread offense out of a nickel set? I don't think so. No, it's like saying, I don't think the Terminator liked what I made for dinner. <laughs> like The Terminator didn't give a shit what you made for dinner. He just wanted to assume your form and kill you with a pokey finger. I, I, unusually, though, really fond of chicken and dumpling. Hmm. Oh, God. I know. Curious. Is it, <laughs> is it just an incredibly efficient food? Or maybe that was just the first thing he ever ate and he decided to never depart from that. Maybe the program, maybe the programmer was a redneck, right? And his last thing, he's like, ah, these robots are going to kill me, <laughs> but 
I'm going to remember my mama by making this robot's favorite food, chicken and dumplings. <laughs> then the robot, like, you know, gutted him with its, like, molten liquid sword. And that, that's as much as I want to talk about Will Muschamp tonight. Yes, please. God. Well, if you insist. So, so depressing. Let's talk about something happier. Like, say, for instance, the fact that USC is totally going to have Edward Geron as head coach. At Notre Dame. No, forever, I think he may. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Well, in that case, at Notre Dame for the next decade. <laughs> the next damn, the next damn decade. The best part would be if Ed Orgeron did, like, consider this. Because you could really see these kind of scenarios, right? Ed Orgeron does a great job at USC, but Pat Hayden wants to hire his dude and erase any connection to the prior administration, right? This is feasible. We're here, correct? Yeah. Okay. So tell me the jobs that are going to open up that Edward Orgeron could possibly land. Because if, if USC's, if USC's not going to make that mistake, who will? Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to top. That's a, who is this? This is a little too close for comfort already. <laughs> Good. Goodness, I gotta admit, I thought I was ready for that shot, but it is not going down easy. Hey, he knows the state, and <laughs> and um, Mississippi State's done well since he's been in the state. <laughs> FIU, do I hear FIU? Hmm. That that actually would be too smart for FIU to do at this point. I hate I hate to say it, but that's too pro of a move for them. <laughs> so they would get like. Ted or Geron, his little brother, <laughs> right. like accidentally filed it and wrote the T really small, but wrote the E really big, right? Just hoping to get a job. And FIU was like, "You're hired, son." Ted or Geron shows up, and they're like, "He's a 55 year old greyhound trainer." Be like, "Is there a Shula who kind of likes football? Let's hire him." What are your qualifications? I own a fishing boat. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> How about uh, how about Georgia Tech? Oh. <laughs> Here's the best part: Georgia Tech's too broke to do it. Well, perhaps the there's you know they kind of already have Ed Orgeron. They have a, a smart, quiet Ed Orgeron, but pretty much the same guy. So if you decide he's not working out, maybe you just ramp up the volume and the grumbliness. Can we just make Paul Johnson Cajun? Put him through some kind of crash course. Yeah, tell him there's a uh, delicious food at the end. He looks like he likes food. No, I'm not saying he's out of shape. He looks like a man who likes food. He looks like a man who walks and needs calories and probably likes food. Paul Johnson actually looks like a man who just puts food on his body and lets it absorb. <laughs> just slaps a chicken fried steak to his back. <laughs> like a six, six hours later, it's gone. Like a fly. Right. Are you, yeah, or or maybe he's a, like a Mongol. He just lets it cook under the saddle, right? Just gets like a nice piece of underdone ham, puts it under his fanny, sits down, bangs out a couple of, you know, recruiting calls. It's cooked. It's good to go. Genghis, then, Khan, Genghis then, Khan would have done it. Then when that runs out, you stab the horse, you drink the blood. Yeah. I can see Paul Johnson doing all these things and coming up with inventive new ways to do them. Except in Genghis Khan could have learned a few things. Yeah, no, 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 Paul Johnson's doing it the same way. What is working? 
work. Yeah, that's right? that's very true. The man is not <laughs> not going to change things at work. Four thousand. Yeah, remember, remember. By the way, is this is this his sixth season? Six? We had five or six seasons of Paul Johnson football. Seems so much longer. Something like that. All right. Consider this. They they like just started working in the shotgun formation uh, last year. Remember, that was like breaking news in Georgia Tech land. Oh, hey, guess what? They're going to be working in the shotgun. Georgia's <laughs> fucked now. <laughs> they, they don't even have the shotgun. No, they do. They, they run like half of their offense at least out of the shotgun. What? Maybe there was sort of, it was sort of hinted that like Paul Johnson literally has a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> which that would be less surprising than Georgia Tech running the shotgun. <laughs> Pretty sure he knows how to make shotguns. <laughs> like the only guy who could go out with a killing spree in his last game as head coach, uh, he's got my money. Like, you know, uh, Turner Gill, no. Like, Turner Gill, that wasn't happening with him. He was going to go out with a prayer, maybe a nice note of thanks. You know, uh, you know, when Bill Snyder retires, he's not taking anyone with him. He's just going to give everyone a Pinocchio doll and some Werther's, and that's going to be it, man. But now, is Bo Pelini too obvious a choice? For- yeah, because cause here's the trick with Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini is secretly the kind of dude who's devastated by Pixar movies. Like, Bo Pelini is the mm-hmm. secret crier. Mm-hmm. Right? Deeply emotional. Now, his brother... <laughs> <laughs> If FAU will be a crater. <laughs> Either that or he, you're just going to open the office. Like they're going to have to do the embarrassing thing where security has to, they're like, break the lock. He's in there. Just break the lock, have them escort him in. And they go in and there, it's just, um, it's just, just like nine hookers. Cannibalized hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, maybe, for days. or maybe they ate him, right? Like, he thought he could handle it, but, you know, he called the wrong people. He called two or three too many. Yeah, exactly. He thought he could handle the Miami grade of extreme hooker, and, uh, no, he could not. You know, I, no, I, I think, I think Paul Johnson's the one who might just be like, y'all send the cops, I don't care. But Paul Johnson would do it, uh, in the line of fire style, where we'd be watching, I don't know, some terrible ACC game, and then he, they're like, the announcers be like, oh, he's producing a, appears to be a wooden stock from his pocket, he's, uh, he's got another wooden piece there, just slowly assembling this wooden gun. <laughs> he's he's whittle, whittling a rifle in real <laughs> He's building a blunderbuss out of a railroad tie. But he's got to hurry, because that damn offense, it just bleeds clock. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, he's still going. That's going to take him hours, man. He appears to have pooped out a bag of gunpowder. This gun can do three things, and none of them beat Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't shoot very far. Kind of no. like a quarterback. Yeah, no, it's just. And and when it can, it's immobile. It's amazing. I can't build a gun that you can move or shoot. Yeah, it's crazy. I only build howitzers or pistols. Nothing in between. Uh, The um, that that's also, by the way, the longest anyone has ever discussed Paul Johnson. But seriously, Ed Orgeron plays at Notre Dame. So consider this: teams that have beaten Notre Dame, okay, and coaches that have beaten Notre Dame in the past five years. Okay, the hilarious array of coaches. Uh, one I submit to you, Greg Robinson. That, that is true. That is, that is <laughs> uh, here's another Charlie Weiss. Oh, yeah. Think about yeah. it. Think about it. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, uh, Tom Amstutz. God. 
Not <laughs> yeah, not yeah, ringing no. a bell. Uh, no, I believe it was Tom Amstutz. Uh, was that Toledo? You, you made that coach up, so. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't you remember the Stutz? The Stutz. He was this massive, super fat guy who coached uh, Toledo. And I was trying to remember because Notre Dame lost. Like, if you look at their losses uh, over the past five years, and this is, by the way, purely, this is an act of sadism on the part of this show. Yeah. We're just trying to cause pain to Notre Dame fans that they just, they don't even deserve at this point. Well, yeah, you deserve it. <laughs> Every, every there's, a, there's a Dave Wanstad in there. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. That, oh. that gets lost in the uh, Greg Robinson year, but they had already lost to Wanstead. That year also includes a Paul Johnson and a Randy Edsel. God damn. I'm sorry, uh, Ken Niamatololo. <laughs> oh, the agony. Then if you keep going forward, it just gets worse. It really does. Because uh, we gotta the, skip, we gotta skip Holtz. You gotta skip Holtz, man. <laughs> 2009, Notre Dame loses 33 to 30 to UConn. Is that a Frank Spad? Oh, Jeff Jagosinski. Yeah. Phew. Oh, no, I, I had confused it, by the way. It was not Amstutz. It was not. It was Tulsa. A young Todd Graham. Was is that Todd Graham? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah. <laughs> who who probably unsuccessfully interviewed for the game for the team afterwards, right? Like just the job, like <laughs> handshake, like they take an application. No, okay, no, all right. They should be because I just won. No, all right, that's cool. Here's Man, my card. Joe Paterno beat Notre Dame. That guy didn't win a game for like ten years. Oh God. <laughs> Speaking of burying the Paterno legacy, whoo. My God, excruciating! Oh, by the way, he lost to Skip Holtz. He lost to twice. Uh, Chan twice. Ga- Chan-, Chan Gailey lost to Skip Holtz when he was at South Florida, and Chan Gailey. Good God, how are you not dead from pain and agony? Yeah, yeah, but they beat Danny Hope. So, <laughs> <laughs> a man called Hope. Um. Yeah, I no, it, I think that's it. Oh my god. I forgot, by the way. Skip Holt, two flavors of Skip Holtz. That should be enough to kill, like, a whole village. Much less South Bend, Indiana, all 38 people who live there. Let's take some, re- by the way, before we move on to the games, let's take a couple of, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, we have to watch that off. Let's do some reader questions here. Uh, if you'll do this, I believe I, you should be CC'd on these. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Select our first one, okay, which is going to be, uh-huh. uh, let's see, we need y'all's French fry power rankings now that Drew McGarry has released his. I'm going to make it really short and really simple uh, that I really, really, really like uh, sweet potato fries. And then there's, yeah. everything. there's everything else. There's like sweet potato fries. You don't need to put sugar on them, you know? But uh, what? Okra fry? No, fries. French fries. <laughs> my wife's like okra fries, and I was like, my Come god! On. Is that what happens when you get a master's degree? You just lose all sense, don't you? You just forget the knowledge that Will Muschamp gave you. There are two kinds of fries: dead and alive. I never heard of an okra tater lady. Yeah, I've never heard of an okra potato. Okra potato. Okra. 
You give me one or the other. I can't I'm, deal with I'm both. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say waffle. The strong choice. Raz. I'm not being really orthodox about this. If you like that, that's awesome. And if you don't, you know, then good for you. I think that leaves me with curly fry. And I'll throw down with curly fry. I'm fine oh, with that. Oh, dude. God, I'm fine with really that. That's a good shape, too. That's yeah. a good shape. I mean, that's, that's a good shape. But I always I, think of Arby's kind of like checkers. It's kind of like arguing about pasta. Like, all pasta is the same. It just comes in different shapes. It's it's like arguing about like alphabet soup versus dinosaur soup when well, you're a kid. Who do you it's all the same thing. Well, they yeah, well who, who they do dinosaur soup now? I know, <laughs> baller. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> who do you ride? Who do you ride with fast food wise? Because I think that's what most people are talking about. And don't get couture on me, okay? Don't be like, oh well, this like chain of seven. No, I mean some some place that like any dumbass can pull up to on the highway and go to. Purely for French fries or just generally? French fries. Like, if you just had to walk up and be like, I gotta eat French fries. Oh. Huh. Well, I'm sure there are better options, but I'm from Georgia, so I just go to Chick fil A. You know, they're good. I'll say this Chick fil A, they're good for five minutes. Not that many fries are good after five they minutes. They have so much of a surface area that they get cold pretty fast, and they do. That's... The, the peanut oil doesn't hold up over time, but. You were busting out some Georgia science. <laughs> well, how long were we going to talk about Chick-fil-A? Because I could go for a while. <laughs> no, no, no. You and I probably could. We could probably do a good 30 minutes just on Chick-fil-A alone. But you're right. The surface area is crucial. There's so much of it. And the peanut oil, I don't know what it is, but it cools in roughly two and a half minutes. And then they just turn into cold starch. Yeah, they're, they're very, um, very bitey. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Seriously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the king here. Okay, I'm I'm going with McDonald's. <laughs> Consistent, good. You can get them anywhere. They're salty. They contain zero attempt at nutritional value. They don't even put a peel on them, right? There's none of this. Oh, it was a thing once. No, they're just hot tubes of obliterated starch. The unfortunate thing is that you can once you've eaten too many McDonald's fries, you've definitely eaten too many McDonald's fries. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> It's a very quick. Overcome. There's no warning. <laughs> well, when you get the when you get the six hour diabetes, right? <laughs> when it kicks in, you're like, oh god, glucose crash. Yeah. If you eat too many McDonald's fries, by the way, I'm convinced they're the third leading cause of traffic accidents. Right. <laughs> it's like drunk driving, texting, and McDonald's fry overdose. Seems fair. All right. Uh, do you have one you would like to select, Ryan? Um. Let's see. God. Over no, I don't like that one. God, and people people got to get some good some some serious questions here. Damn. Uh, does okay, it, uh, I'll, okay. Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll go with I'll go with this one. Uh, this is this is from Mr. Big Wheel. Other football games that should be played in raceway infields. Mm. Does he mean other infields that should be played or other football games? Uh, let, let's let's say other football games. Okay. Because the one the one I'm going to pick right away is Michigan Notre Dame, just because it will terrify. Damn it! I, I I went a, I went a step further. I went Stanford Notre Dame. Because <laughs> I want somebody to have like you know a bottle of Pinot Noir, just be really confused. I want a Michigan fan screaming at a stock car that it needs to shut up. Because the game is on. Well, you see, they have a track. Like, that's the thing. Michigan has a track. So, like, there would at least be some Michigan fans, like the Bob Seeger faction, right? 
Right. They would get it. They would understand it. Yeah, there's a big there's a big NASCAR track in Michigan. Detroit car stuff. Yeah, so yeah, like just fine. You know, like, and there are white trash Michigan fans. There are no white. It's like there's not a redneck in the world who loves Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't know. There were some Buddy Tevens relatives for a while. <laughs> some of those folks out in San Jose and Sacramento. No, 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 no. Like Trevor from GTA Five is not a Stanford fan. Okay, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> he I, might be. A, he might be a Jim Harbaugh fan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with uh, BYU Utah. Just because the the demographics the demographics from the the skin tone perspective light up, but what's inside doesn't quite match. However, uh, Utah fans storming the track, it would take them like an extra four minutes to get on and off the field. Just Utah fans being punted by cars going 180 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> uh, I'm going to amend my answer to Miami, Florida State, because uh, that hasn't happened. Somebody in that crowd will not be able to help it, and they will try to steal one of the NASCAR cars. (laughs) Somehow they will end up with a yacht and jet skis on the track. It's for recruiting. What? (laughs) Don't ask. There's no time. Uh, My answer would be this if I were going to go ahead and put another game in the middle of a NASCAR track. Uh, and, and that would be Kentucky Louisville, yeah. uh, mostly because I'm convinced at one point a drunken fan, uh, you know, would take the track. And then we get to see, you know, we get to see what Kentucky fans really want to see at a football game and usually see at a football game, which is someone broken in half by something moving faster than a Kentucky football player. Now, I think with that particular rivalry, we do it at a knockoff Churchill Downs and we do oh. it, we do it at uh, Keeneland. <laughs> where everyone's already hammered beyond belief. Can we and, get the? Can we get know, the Kentucky's Japan. offense? It, it, if if the thinner the field is, the better chance it's going to know which way to go. Can we get a Japan Grand Prix thing where we have like the horse stand on the back of the horse, right? Like the Japanese video game where you simulate a race and wacky things start happening. If that can happen with a football game going on in the middle, I'm totally in. Now that would boost Louisville's strength of schedule. It really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, they only horse on horse. They only beat Kentucky thirty-four to twenty. But did you see what they had looking at them? Did you see the? the, Did you see the dudes doing the can can on the back of a super long dachshund sized horse? (laughs) Did you see that? Um, That or that or I would also opt if I had to choose one more rivalry to go ahead and put in there. And this is just for serious, like this is serious shit. The Iron Bowl at Talladega. Yeah, just do the Iron Bowl at Talladega with the full race when the big one happens, uh, like seriously, if the big one happened at the same time that Alabama got a safety, like the glowing ghost of bear Bryant himself would just like come out of the Ark of the covenant, which is like a giant cooler that somebody brought. (laughs) I'm also pretty sure if you did it at Talladega, Harvey Updike would show up like in a biplane and be like, that court order didn't say shit about spellings. He didn't say anything about mustard gas, did he? (laughs) I'm going to go uh, Harvard, Arkansas at Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> because because fuck sense, that's why. Because UConn doesn't travel well. Uh, <laughs> Jason, do you have a, a question you would like to uh, cherry pick? Oh, for your um, let's see here. Let's see here. This is a tough one. Hmm. Hmm. 
more depressing places than it. Didn't we do that one last week? The airport parking lot? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, ch- check back on last week, folks. I don't know how you'll find it because we can't get this on iTunes, but just, yeah. uh, they're all on sound. They're all, they're all on SoundCloud. You can find one if they're all listed next to each other. So, I don't know what that is, but you'll, well, you'll see. It's amazing. Works okay. really well. Um, I would I would go ahead and select this. By the way, if you're going to ask another question, uh, which is uh, which is oh damn it, that's a repeat. These are repeats. What are you doing, what is people? Wrong with these. Okay. Um. Um. America. Um, if these coaches, no, this is from Will McKay. If these coaches no longer had football, where would they be? Those coaches are Ed Orgeron, Dabo, Greg Davis, Tony Franklin. I kind of think they'd all be doing the same thing. Like those, uh, those four. I could see those four of them hanging out. Greg Davis is kind of confused as to why he's there. Yeah, he's trying to settle everything down. Dabo thinks he's in charge. Tony Franklin's actually in charge, and Ed Orgeron's probably uh, missing. I would like to see those four open a real estate agency together uh, just because of the competition factor, first of all. Like, I think Ed Orgeron would try to – he he would get confused and think, all right, I have to kidnap people, put them in these (laughs) homes where nobody lives, and I win. Oh, no, I like that. Um, By the way, this is the – I'm going to ask one more question here, which is – from Braves and Birds, because I have an answer, like a solid answer that I had no other close comparison for, which is, what's the worst single game plan you've ever seen a team implement? We should note, he's a Michigan fan. Yes. So he's very, very biased about this. But I have an answer. And it harkens back to something we were discussing earlier, which was, it would be 2007 Notre Dame versus Georgia Tech. When Charlie Weiss, after at least 20 minutes of close reading on the spread option and the spread <laughs> offense, decided to install it <laughs> for one game against Georgia Tech and then never use it again. And that led to a 33 to 3 loss against Chan fucking Kaylee. <laughs> also, uh, I believe that was uh, the defensive coordinator there. Wasn't that Tenuta? Yes. So if you're gonna if you're gonna go out with five wide and nobody in the block, probably not the coach to do it again. <laughs> he knows how to do exactly one thing. Blitz <laughs> and blitz everyone. Blitz with more than five guys. Oh, I'm very sorry to interrupt this broadcast with something that won't be live tomorrow. But Costa Rica just scored. Oh, uh, <laughs> Mexico is going to be out of the World Cup. Um, but yeah, that's that. That is for me the worst game plan I have ever seen implemented. Uh, I will. I, I have a much li- more limited selection to choose from. I am going to pick the 2007 national championship game, the Florida Ohio State game, because nothing about what Ohio State did in that game looked like they had any regard. For, like they, I don't think they watched a second of tape. They were just like, well, yeah, you know, we're here. We're the number one team. Why would we do anything differently? Everything's going to be fine. It so wasn't. It wasn't quite fine. <laughs> that was, for me, like, the, the idea of a get bad game plan is when you look at it and you both ask, one, do you ever practice? Not did you practice this week, but <laughs> do you ever practice? Like, if your game plan is so bad, 
that you take the field and I go, I don't even know if you're doing any of this on purpose. That's when I know it's the worst idea you've ever had. Now, I have an example. At, we don't even have to go back very far for this one, but Oklahoma against Texas this weekend. Oh, their quarterback, their quarterback is eight foot nine, three hundred and eighty pounds, and all he does is run the option all day. Texas just gave up a half a thousand yards to BYU to a quarterback who is not that large, and yet they didn't take advantage of that. Look, I have I have a theory on that game. I think. Bob Stoops was talking to Mark Stoops. He he had had a little bit to drink. I don't know. They're on the phone. He's saying, you know what? I'll bet you I beat Texas so badly that I can use Blake Bell as a pure passer. <laughs> there's that. Or there's this possibility, which is uh, which is that, you know, when a man loves a uh, loves a bubble screen, he just loves a bubble screen. They threw that, like, 34 times oh that game. Just the same bubble screen, like thrown badly, like Blake Bell throwing it like you would throw a ham, right? Just <laughs> throwing it out to the wing. So you're, saying, you're saying Blake Bell would be the best supermarket sweep player. <laughs> oh, <laughs> undoubtedly. He, he, is his own, he is his own shopping cart. He'd be, am- <laughs> be amazing. Like, Blake, um, you can't eat the frozen turkey. You don't get points for that. I know. I know. I was just hungry. <laughs> it won't slow me down at all. It won't slow me up to 15 minutes later. Oh, boomer. Oh. I think it actually gives him a boost, like a power up. <laughs> yeah, it makes a sound. <laughs> but speaking of things that make a sound, we have uh, the magnificent. Uh, we have. I, I haven't quite come up for the name. The 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 bo bowl the bowl bo bowl the ah yeah the 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 the, the jabo dimbo dimbo jimbo dabo <laughs> the, the bobo the bobo the jim jim de bobo <laughs> the bro the bro bo bowl this bo, week bro, the, 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 the important thing is this week uh, two men who combine to make five million dollars a year in salary whose names are Jimbo and Dabo will be the centerpiece of primetime television. <laughs> and their names are Jimbo and Dabo. And they make more money in a year than you'll scratch in 10. I mean, that's, it's, they're amazing. Yeah. They're going to be the center of the sporting world. Um, assuming there's, <laughs> it's not baseball season yet, is it? Um, but their names are Jimbo and Dabo. Jimbo and Dabo will be playing for, um, you know, at least uh, a spot, an outside shot at a national title provided. Yeah, a really good shot. Yeah, no, I mean a pretty good shot. A this really is a really good shot. <laughs> yeah, if if they do this because uh, they don't have to rematch, they are in the same division. So from you, here, on... you know what they do have to do though. In all likelihood, the winner of this game has to play an unwatchable ACC championship game against Virginia Tech that everybody will see and say. Nope, we're not putting that in. <laughs> 15 to 8? No, thank you. <laughs> Just Frank. Oh, and this is Frank Beamer's hour because Frank Beamer can't win anything, but he's born to ruin. And this comes hour, hours after like Alabama and South Carolina have like a 56 to 53 thriller. <laughs> Yeah, and like there's just a few bitter Ohio State fans who were like, she's got no defense. And like, it was like, fuck you, that was awesome. And then all of a sudden, we have to watch this like squatting <laughs> shit show of a game. And then Ohio State fans will be like, well, we did beat Buffalo. So. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Did you see that game against Northwestern? We, we, lost? Beat, we beat Buffalo by a third as many points as Baylor did. <laughs> almost. Did, did you see that underwhelming 22-0 to zero game against Michigan when Al Borges just ran like he turned – my favorite expression, by the way, MGO blog writing about a tackle over formation – was like he turns his he turns his uh tackle or was he turns his left tackle into a super right tackle I think was the phrase yeah yeah he's like running this into a three man front with full coverage like or an eight man front yeah not just a super right tackle a super right tackle who cannot function as a decoy tight end in any way <laughs> there is like there's literally nothing else they could do short of giving the quarterback murdered other than run to the right. <laughs> That's it. And the best part about it is I'm sitting there imagining, like, trading spaces with Al Borges where he's like, what if you used a chair as a hat? <laughs> like, he's just got parts and he's just making up new uses for him. Not sensical uses, but he's just like, what if I took Funchess and used him as a potter? Honey, we sleep in the mailbox now. <laughs> What if we just had four linemen all in the wrong place? That'd be awesome. And is he, considering Greg Davis and uh, Bowman and uh, probably others, he might not even be the worst offensive coordinator in the Big Ten. I'm getting to the point. Perhaps the most creative. When somebody says, hey, you know, that man has learned, that man knows more about football. That man has forgotten more about football than you'll ever know. I've gotten to the point in life where I'm like, nah. (laughs) I'm just like, that Al Borges, man, he's. He's a veteran. No, he's just he's just lived a long time. Even if that's true, Al Borges might have forgotten everything about football. <laughs> exactly. That's the marvel of age. That's, not, that that's a not lot an of enviable things, position. Exactly. A lot of a lot of things about getting older suck, but one of the things that doesn't is being able to go, no, 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 that dude's just been around a while. <laughs> he's not there's no real greatness to that. <laughs> he just keeps picking up checks. Um the other, uh, the other thing, by the way, about Jimbo Dabo, and this is just what I think on the outside, uh, uh, is this, that I think Florida State's going to wax them. Bad. Hmm. Bad? Yeah. Bad. Straight. I don't think it's, I think it's going to be like, like a 17 point win. I don't, and, the, and just because of this, I don't think Clemson, I don't think they're just, like, talent wise, they, especially defensively, they don't have that. Yeah, well, they have a pass rush. They have a pass rush, and who are they rushing? They're bringing down the fleet-footed athletes at Boston College behind the line of scrimmage. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're bottling up Wofford for losses. You know, like, it was Anthony Williams, the running back, correct, who absolutely cracked Clemson's safety. Yeah, I believe Clemson's defense is down to about eight guys after that one run. Yeah, and Anthony Williams, uh, like most players on scholarship at Boston College, they focus on very talented, charismatic, and uh, intellectually adept people who are able to follow the standards and live up to the Boston College standard. Curiously, though, by uh, charter, they all have cinder blocks for feet. Boston College is really amazing because they recruit nothing but really slow athletes who do nothing but make plays. It's a requirement. They're like, 5-4, you're our man. Four seven. That's a little speedy. <laughs> we don't. We don't want anyone to feel bad. I thought you were talking about height. If you're no, five no, foot no. four, come to college. <laughs> Only to play quarterback. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, only play quarterback. Although, like, seriously, does the cinder block his feet requirement? Matt Ryan looks a lot different now, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it, it's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. <laughs> I'm convinced Boston College actually has the most brilliant athletes in all of uh, FBS football. But, they, but you know, by charter, got to play with the cinder blocks on the feet at all times. It's like misery. They keep breaking your feet so you won't leave. It's a New England Calvinist thing. They're like, <laughs> be humble before God. <laughs> Put on these cinder blocks. God wouldn't run for five yards of carry. <laughs> 3.2. Just like God intended. Go on. Go on. Go on, smack. That's the way they talk. <laughs> That's the way they talk because we don't have accents. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the game, but I really think Florida State's just—I think Florida State's just going to waste them. I think FSU's better. I don't know if I see a big, big win. Um, they played really close last time in Tallahassee. Granted, FSU might have a better quarterback this time around, but yeah, I mean, really, like this is the thing: Jimbo Fisher for the first time has a quarterback who might get paid in the NFL draft. And who's actually good? <laughs> that's the part that's amazing. I don't know. I somehow, despite being like this perfect specimen who's brilliant and picks up the whole thing immediately, there's gonna be something wrong with him. You know. Yeah, look at it this way: he can't be as good as he's going to be as a freshman. Like the the chances of that happening. Like the thing is, is that like the longer the people will say this, the longer he's with Jimbo Fisher, the worse he's gonna get. Which, and uh, this is this is the thing that you'll hear in recruiting in Florida, by the way. Jimbo gets his quarterbacks paid. Not makes them better. <laughs> <laughs> I know which I'd rather be. <laughs> hey. This this feels to me like that game where Florida State outplays Clemson for the entirety of the game, but they make, like, three bad mistakes. They get three bad calls against them, and somehow it's a three-point game in the middle of the fourth quarter. And Jimbo just had that look he has where he has that, you know, when he gets that look, it's like he's gone to the doctor and he's been really good about his diet and exercise. And the doctor's like, yeah, your cholesterol went up again. So is that, is that, damn it, are you serious? Is that the one where he collapses prone or where he collapses <laughs> on his back? Or Man, he's got the, 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 the collapse against UVA, the literal collapse with the play card in hand, where he goes down on all fours. Oh. Which, I watched. I watched that GIF like probably twice a day. Was that Earth? Was that the one where um, he was challenging that his player did not make a catch for a yes, and clock the time, <laughs> Yeah, and the time was like bleeding out on the clock because they're trying to get a field goal unit on, and he just collapses. And I love it because not because I hate FSU. I mean, I do, but not. But like, I love it because it's a man totally broken by the moment. Like, oh god, dang. <laughs> he does exactly what you would want to do, right? When something like this weekend against LSU, I wanted to just roll around on the floor, but I don't want my kids to see that, right? But Jimbo just did it on the sideline. He's just like, oh, God, dang. I'm going to have a good wallow right here. <laughs> I'm going to leave me in divot. <laughs> I'm going to rut for a minute. I'm going to fill it. Calm down. <laughs> I play a lot of golf. I know I know to clean up. I could just that's that's our Jimbo Fisher motto. I'm a leave a divot. <laughs> that's like a school motto. That could like at the end of the school ad they play during the game that shows like the the kids in classes and the diverse the diverse student body at the end is just Florida State University. Leave you all a crater. <laughs> I'm a leave a divot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Florida State's ad already looks like a Chris Angel promotion. <laughs> it really does. So it does. He's not lying. I don't think I've caught it. Mind freak! Like, yeah, it's not really. It's like magic and clowns and chemistry. <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you know. UCF's, though, like, seriously, UCF has nothing to do with school. It's UCF like, looks like an ad for Tony Hawk game. <laughs> it's like sweet ramps, a fountain you can do an ollie into, you know? <laughs> UCF doesn't even try. They're <laughs> like a coach who may or may not have accidentally killed a kid. I, I'm amused by Georgia this year. It's like uh, it, it's like the scene at the either the ending or the beginning of one of the the space movie where they're showing all the radio signals coming from Earth throughout time that like ends with Hitler. Is that oh, contact? Right. Contact. Yeah. Yeah, because like Hitler is the oldest radio address. That's what the Georgia ad reminds me of this year. <laughs> Florida, of course, is just a running gag. Look, Hitler was a hell of a basketball coach for Georgia. He made some mistakes. <laughs> Granted, he got in NCAA trouble. He wasn't he he wasn't Jim Herrick. That's what I'll say. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and uh, reel off. This is like our ninth tangent off tangent. So I'm going to reel it back in and actually ask that we uh, finish up by looking at a couple games. A Thursday night game, by the way. Once the fun belt wraps up tonight, uh, we got us a Miami North Carolina which is uh, going to be a disaster because North Carolina, <laughs> what is wrong with them? They are one in four. They can't defend anything. Larry Fedora just just paralyzed. Turns out Gio Bernard was pretty good at defense, I guess. <laughs> By the way, is this not the kind of game Miami would lose now that yes. we're all high on them? I mean, this is <laughs> like. Hey, speak for yourself. People whose team has lost to Florida, I'm I'm not buying in on Miami yet at all. All right, all right. Uh, respect to that. Uh, speaking of teams that haven't lost yet, and a very challenging game, like a legitimate challenging game, uh, UCF go, visiting Louisville for, I think, like, seriously, Louisville could lose this game. Now, one thing about this game is UCF, arguably their best defender, their leading pass rusher, uh, yesterday just up and decided he doesn't like football anymore and quits, which George O'Leary is his head coach, so there you go. Counterpoint, Bortles. <laughs> Bortles. <laughs> Again, Blake Portals, who uh, against South Carolina and UCF's previous big game of the year, uh, he, mistakes were made. If you watch that game, he's, he is a, he's a government official. That's how he put it. <laughs> Secretary Portals. But, but they beat Memphis by a whole touchdown. They, hey, this year that's no joke, <laughs> and I am dead serious. You sound serious. Memphis, most improved team. Most improved. Uh, most improved, most improved one in four team. <laughs> most improved team in Conference USA West, <laughs> which is like the worst division in football history. Chris Vernon wants me to not pay attention to Memphis because every time I mention them to do something bad, I'm like, go Memphis. He's like, stop. Screw the bump. Uh, also on Saturday, uh, I, I'm looking through a vast array of games one should not watch. Hello, Purdue, Michigan State. Good boy. Michigan State. State's going to score 50 points in that game. That's just what they do, Michigan they State football. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, man, stop it, all right? It ain't running up the score. I mean, Mark Tony Sirius was like, we're not even doing this on purpose. We don't even have the ball. They put a touchdown up on the board. I oh, don't. yeah, they don't. Uh, upset watch. I'm going to go ahead and say the skid could continue <laughs> when Georgia visits Vanderbilt at noon because <laughs> it's, it's at noon. And nothing good happens in noon football games. Vandy's Vandy's zero and three coming off a of bye week. Watch your ass, Mark Richt. James Franklin's going to come out swinging, literally. 
Uh, moving on, uh, we've got South Carolina at Tennessee, which, again, it's at noon. <laughs> noon in the SEC, I always assume someone's sleepy and they're going to make a mistake. That's probably Steve Spurrier, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a classic Spurrier game. Now, is Florida-Mizzou, that's uh, 21 minutes after noon, so is, is that clear? Uh, it's 21 minutes after noon to signify the 21-gun salute. You give it the funeral of a season. It's also, so, being, it's it's, also being played at 11.21 local time. Florida-Mizzou, the worst brunch ever. <laughs> yeah, don't just the Mizzou with their backup quarterback and Florida with Florida. The brunch that kills. <laughs> yeah, the, the health department would close this game down <laughs> in a hurry. Don't watch it. They're in tax all in these eggs. <laughs> eggs should have tax in them. <laughs> Must champ is the worst. I think the thing is that everyone in the Ozarks goes to sleep at three a.m. Yeah. So let's just roll out of bed and hop right to it. I don't know if, if we're talking about sleeping in a normal nocturnal diurnal cycle once you involve, you know, methamphetamine. Yeah, <laughs> there's meth and there's wolves. Um, <laughs> there's, there's meth wolves. There's meth wolves. There's Gary Pinkle. Like, dude, seriously, like Gary Pinkle, you know, just go ahead, rock it on the sideline, have your wine boy. Have a good, just, just have I, the snifter. I hope he has one of those, you know, those little necklaces that uh, white people wear at wine tastings that hold your wine glass for you. I hope that's what he has on the sidelines. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Jason, you won't understand. I'm from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. I don't. Well, my wine tastings happen at Flowery Branch. You know, they make muscadine wine. It's a local vintage. You mean that peach wine they got at Publix? Yeah. (laughs) That shit gets a little dusty, man. (laughs) Go over there. It's got a little fine film of dust on it. You got to shake it. Uh, (laughs) uh, You don't want to watch Syracuse at Georgia Tech. I don't want to watch Syracuse at Georgia Tech. So let's just let's just not do that. Hey, you can even change that conjunction. I don't want to watch Syracuse or Georgia Tech. Yeah, in, in any context. But, you know, moving next ranked team, by the way, uh, UCLA at Stanford. Yeah. Which, that's a dangerous game for Stanford. That's danger for everyone involved. I mean, yeah. But, you know, Stanford, like, you don't want the slide to continue with whatever happened at Utah. And, and by the way, expert analysis, I still have no idea what happened in that game. Well, Utah has the big, talented defensive line, which can stand up to Stanford's O-line. I don't think UCLA quite has that. They have no. Anthony Barr, I don't know if he can do it all by himself. Is it also possible this is the game where Jim Moore is like, look at these fucking losers. I'm so much smarter than these assholes. And it's like, <laughs> hey, Shaw, I'm going to tell you the first 15 plays, you fuckface. And then they lose by 30. <laughs> no, no, that could happen. This, this mm-hmm. could be, this could be the, the moment, the moment of uh, truth for him for doing that because he would do that. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma, Kansas, just, you know, just for that's for comedy. Oh, it's going to be like a terrifying eleven point win for Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be terrifying for Oklahoma from here on out. And whatever bowl game they go to, oh god, <laughs> that patented Bob Stoops bowl bowl preparation. This is going to be like I, I came home the other day and I saw my neighbor just kicking the shit out of his car and he was losing. <laughs> <laughs> He's losing uh, in the car. Yeah, yeah losing to the car. <laughs> This is the week. This is the week of danger, by the way, because uh, just because I said it is also because it's got a lot of teams coming off of crippling losses, facing opponents 
who are more than capable of kicking their ass. For instance, lo, on the horizon, we have Indiana versus Michigan. God. Oh, bring it, bring it, Hoosiers. Because <laughs> if you don't think Kevin Wilson is an aggro freak who will take that compass in geometry class and bury it in your eye when you're weak, when you stumble in after just being dumped by your girlfriend, Michigan, he'll do it. Uh, one example of a team that's coming off a crushing loss that is not going to hang around is Arkansas at Alabama. <laughs> Arkansas needs Arkansas needs to stop the skit, and there's the skit. <laughs> the good news is uh, it gets worse, Arkansas. It gets worse. <laughs> oh, is this when Bielema pulls some absolutely dumb pull from his ass crap to really piss Saban off, right? Like, like I don't know, uh, onside kicking when he's down by – Onside kicking when he's down by like 35. In the third quarter. Arkansas <laughs> attempting its third 70 plus yard field goal. Yeah, or going for Or like, is it he tries really hard to impress Saban? Because like he, he's the even more normal American football guy. But like Saban's like about to just fuck it and start running the spread. So. Yeah, but Bielema's like, no, no, no. I'm going to match up with three scholarship tight ends who wouldn't make your team's practice squad. That's what we're going to do right now. Uh, other uh, Washington, Arizona State, if you just want to see Todd Graham really try, you know, <laughs> stick it to to Washington, who, by the way, one and two in conference while Arizona State is two and one. So it's, very, very possible here that Sark Week dies for the year here. It's, it's almost like Arizona State's schedule is just engineered for Todd Graham to be a maximum dick to everyone. Like he, like every team he plays is coming off a loss. Todd, Todd Graham's Todd, the unauthorized biography of Todd Graham, maximum dick. <laughs> uh, did we did we skip over Auburn, Texas A and M? Because we that did the best game of the day, short of FSU, Clemson. Free fight. Well, no, I have I have one game which is performance art, which I believe will be an excruciating watch. Strictly like this is built strictly for. Uh, Cuban links. By Cuban links, we mean <laughs> aficionados of atrocity, and which I am. So I'm going to go ahead and sign on for it, so you guys don't have to, because I know, oh Auburn, Texas A&M. There's going to be all kinds of fun things happening, and people enjoying themselves in that game. And guess what? Screw you, because I'm going to be watching Iowa to Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> because I am, I am for no reason whatsoever emotionally convinced that I was going to win. <laughs> Now, what I wonder is, will uh, Kirk Ferentz tell his defenders not to return Braxton Miller's arm punts? <laughs> Just fair catch him? <laughs> yeah, can you do that? Can you fair catch an interception? We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Tell you to run? <laughs> this nope. is the Big Ten. They tell you to run. His player gets sacked and his kidney explodes, and the trainer's like, that's according to our training protocols. That's how we train. That's the way we do it at Iowa. So yeah, I, this I, I'm gonna watch that because I'm just I told Adam Jacoby that have eight wins before the season. I'm convinced they're gonna have eight wins. Iowa, Iowa, yeah, and that one of them was gonna be Ohio State. Wow. Yeah, and I have no idea why, other than the funniest team to end Urban's win streak at Ohio State and ruin everything for them would be the team that I define as the opposite of football, Iowa. It's almost like Lane Kiffin being fired, sort of shook everyone off the hot seat like <laughs> <laughs> Gary Pinkle his 6 and 0 just beat Georgia, Mac Brown just blew away Oklahoma might win the Big 12 like nobody's getting fired now. 
Maybe because they're Lane terrified. Lane Kiffin took the fall. I was going to say, they're, maybe they're terrified Lane would show up. Right? Like, that's where they're like, no, no, hold on to our guy. <laughs> yeah, we might get stuck with him soon. <laughs> we might get that. So, you yeah, can watch, you can watch all, you can watch that fancy evolved football that's happening over in the SEC West. I'll be sticking with good old fashioned Big Ten football. You're a sad man. I'm not going to be doing that, actually. <laughs> There's no way. Not when Maryland Wake Forest is on. <laughs> You're so bad we don't even talk about you. Uh, speaking of excruciating Iowa State Baylor, uh, I'm telling you, Iowa State, they're going to be an obstruction for at least a quarter and a half, perhaps two. High praise. At least Iowa State. Florida State is, uh, you know, get yourself a divot, right? Just wear yourself a divot. <laughs> and Iowa State is an obstruction for at least, uh, you know, 27 minutes. Of real time. Of real time. We're also looking at Washington State at Oregon, where I don't know which side of the ball will score more for the Ducks. If Connor Halliday's playing, it's a toss-up. Literally. Yeah. We should stand there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You know, we've got a nice hour-long podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Saddle up. <laughs> Dig in. Dig in. We got a motherfucking hour. The best part is that we'll probably get another 1,300 listens. Shut down full cast only for truckers. <laughs>